are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. They say the gods made us in their image. We think of this as a blessing. We think of ourselves as mighty and just, a mirror of the splendor we see in them. Not once do we consider the evils we inherited from them too. Welcome listeners to the Facades of Gods. With me tonight, I have... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I will be playing Jada Jacques. My name is Ethan Schaff, and I'm performing as Clarence Bertram. And I am Kyle, your master of fate tonight. Daily Activity Report Reporting Officer, Jada Jacques Myself and two civilians, Giselle McNamara and Clarence Bertram We stood at the top of the grand stairs in the train station and looked down Everything appeared normal The people, the station It wasn't until we moved towards the help desk that things stopped adding up. There was an individual named Michael who I presume was there to assist. However, his assistance, frankly, was not very helpful. So many things didn't add up. I couldn't reconcile the time from when we left and boarded the train to when we arrived at this train station. And Michael? The person behind the help desk? He referred to us as newcomers from the surface. Whatever that means. We were then led into an interrogation room by two people, where I was still left with more questions than answers. But, I did learn something. They called this place Elysium. And Elysium has rules. What I was concerned about, what I am concerned about right now, is who's the manager of the station? What kind of deals do you have to make to survive in a place like this? And where was Frederick Lloyd? The the hustle and bustle of the street is very reminiscent of where you were not not more than an hour ago. It's still late, but there are plenty of cars and taxi cabs. There are people that stride across the, the sidewalk, not paying you much mind, but why would they? Does everybody around us, like the people passing by, do they appear, um, I'm going to say like traditionally normal? For your big city sensibilities, um, yeah. 
you might see the occasional person who looks a little odd, but besides that, no, no one really stands out. Okay. All right, so we're grabbing a taxi and then going to, what was the name of the bar? We don't have a name. I wrote something down. I think it was just like Club District. Yep, just the Club District. How are you trying to get there? I'm going to raise my hand. At, knowing that we have all agreed that we're going to the club district, I don't waste any time. I raise a hand, hail down a cab. You see a couple pass by quickly, and then after a moment, one slows down, its light flicks, and it pulls up beside you. I look at my two companions like, what are we waiting for? And I hop on in. Can I... I want to get shotgun, but I don't want to call shotgun because I'm far too much of an adult to do that. <laughs> I think I think you would just literally walk to the front door and get in. You wouldn't Absolutely. even like deal with the back. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm going to the back as well because that's just what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So. I think you have to deal with me doing the short skirt shuffle, trying not to <laughs> reveal. reveal anything to anyone. But it's like a little shimmy and hopping. And no, I get in by uh, uh, just making sure my jacket is is upright and tight and fitting, and just slide in the car. I also know that cabs require money, and I am very aware that at least particularly now that my denial has been dispelled somewhat i know we're gonna have to pay for this i'm just choosing to ignore that fact for now fair enough fair enough you two sit in the back as one normally does in a cab as far away from one another as possible (laughs) pressed up against the windows um and jenny you go to open the door on the passenger side and it's locked but then the window starts to roll down. Um, I, I got some room in the back for you. I'll sit in the front, thank you. Uh, okay, give me a second, I gotta clear some space. We're kind of in a rush. Pulling some, like, trash off the seat, <laughs> and, uh, some odds and ends, uh, papers, things like that. Anything that you looks see, sticky? Uh, you do see a uh, a burger bag, Ugh. and it it looked pretty greasy. But uh, he also has these wipes that he kind of wipes the seats down with. Cool. At first, uh, first, so it's I would say clean, but that might be a little misleading. Uh, it is it is a city cab after all, so uh, take it take that with a grain of salt. Okay. But yes, uh, he then unlocks the door. And once you're all situated in, he checks, you know, make sure traffic is, uh, is all right. You know, he pulls out and says, all right, where am I taking you? Club district. Uh, that's kind of a large area. Any place specific? Uh, well, we're looking for a few drinks, a few laughs, anywhere you'd recommend. Oh, <laughs> I got a couple places in mind, but I think I know where to start you off. He pulls a left and he starts accelerating. It's it's a little less traffic heavy where uh, where he is now. And he says, "I I know you're gonna love it there. Uh, you all look like you're dressed for the occasion anyway, so uh, it's not as well known, 
Uh, so uh, it won't be as packed, if you know what I mean. Jada is just tapping her foot and staring very forward, not making eye contact, not looking back, not even deigning to glance at the driver. Tell me more about this place. Is it like, uh, is it is it a club? Is it just a bar? What what should we expect? Well, it's a club, as most places are around those parts. Though, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually kind of one of those toned down places. You won't, you won't find some of the, the high, high energy party types there, right? And I just, I, I like to go there myself after a long shift. And if they actually play some nice jazz there. Uh, I really like it. This guy knows what's up. <laughs> and uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, you'll see when we get there. And so he he's he's going he's going at a pace. But so the the meter's running, and he's accelerating. And as it's running, you feel like not a whole lot of time has passed. You look at the meter, though. Probably more time has passed than you thought. You want to do anything about that? That's a weird thing to kind of, like, come to terms with. Like, that almost seems like one of those, like, oh, it's just in my head. Like, I can't, I can't reconcile that with my own, like, my own reality. I'm not paying attention. Oh, I'm paying attention and I'm angry. (laughs) The cop is in the front seat. (laughs) Right next to it. (laughs) I I lean over in my seat, uh, reaching towards him, and I just say, Hey, boss, uh, what's up with the timer? That looks a little funky that's going on right there. Oh, no, no. That, that's, it's accurate. I, I, uh, I recalibrated it not, not an hour ago. Do I have any kind of like previous knowledge on how taxi meters run? Just through vague detective experience, something I might have had to have investigated in the past? Yeah, it, it looks kind of funky. Funky to you, uh, to how you uh, feel it should be going. Um, you're familiar with uh, a racket that some of the taxi drivers back home would do, uh, is that they would actually replace some in the mechanical uh, parts of the meter. They would replace a larger gear with a, uh, or a smaller gear with a larger gear and actually make it run faster. So maybe this is the same kind of thing that's going on. I'm going to reach over and stop the meter. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? You're trying to scam us. And either you can stop the meter or we can deal with this with the authorities. (laughs) I I can take them to you myself. Lead away. But the club! Jada, why do you have to ruin everything? I'm sorry, can you afford this drive? Have you have you looked up at the front yet? Oh, I definitely wasn't going to pay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's let's just <laughs> we don't need to get any other authorities involved here. We just need to look, how much do you normally charge a guy to get to the district to the bar specifically? What if I what if I get you a drink when we get there, man? How's that sound? Well, that sounds mighty amicable of you. <laughs> but seeing as how the uh, the point of payments already come up, and someone said that they wasn't paying, I have uh, two others here. Don't act all surprised. 
oh, I'll pay you, but I'm going to pay you at fair fees. None of this bullshit that you're pulling. He just gives you a smile and turns back, uh, turns attention back to the road. And it's not too much longer after that that you pull up to... It doesn't look like much, to be honest. Uh, there is a neon sign in a window that says no names. And it's a simple wooden door right next to it. There's no banner over it. If it didn't have that sign, you wouldn't be able to pull it out, uh, pick it out of any of the other places nearby. Here we are. And he throws it in park, pulls off the keys. Come on, let's go talk to the authorities. Wait, what would we have owed him? Did he, like, run the meter again, or did he just, like, was over it? Hey, you notice that he didn't actually stop it? Oh. <laughs> okay. What would but we vote him if... Oh, um, so... my backup, just in case I don't want things right, to get right. too hot. Right, uh, so... Let's say... It's probably close to, like, 60 bucks. Ugh, okay. Yeah. And... For the distance that you all crossed, you think it's probably something closer to 35, maybe 40, if, you know, it, it didn't keep running. Okay, uh, yeah, so I mean, if he's getting out to uh, go talk to his authorities, I'm following. I slammed his door behind me. <laughs> Is there an ID tag that I can see? Yeah, um, it's uh, actually right over... Where it normally would be. <laughs> I don't know. Where, I don't know where that, like, on the uh, rearview mirror? It's, it's usually, no. Um, it's I, like think they, I think they would put it in the back, like, over, like, right where the uh, the cab light would be. I think. It is now. That's where it is. <laughs> That's where it is. It is there now. What's his name? So, his name is uh, Timothy Yeager. With a J? And is there any contact information, like, hey, how's my driving, or anything like that? You see underneath, like, where it's, like, the person name, they have their own individual cab ID. Um, there's a short description, you know, of him. Uh, years, And then underneath that, uh, it says that... Um, Operating District C598-34. So yes, he gets out, and he's standing next to his door, waiting for you you all to get out. And I will say that as he's getting out, uh, Jada, you saw that uh, he actually has a prosthetic leg. You actually heard it uh, hit like the the corner of the dash as he was getting out. Okay. And it, like, once that kind of drew your attention, it, it was pretty obvious. I wait for, like, half a second thinking someone might open my car door for me. And then I realize that that <laughs> probably isn't going to happen. So it's, it's like a hesitation, not an embarrassing amount of wait time before I pop out. So he says, I follow me. And he goes up to the door, opens it, and he gestures for you all to head inside. Okay, I'll take the lead. I'm I'm standing outside the cab, knowing that this isn't going to end well. 
I just know it. I just know it. I'm trying to adjust my shoulders accordingly to untense them. I'm just, I just don't know why we get into these situations. I just, why can't we just get to the place we need to go to first and then worry about payment and then just, you know, either try to swindle him or cut a deal, not try to go straight to the authorities. This would be so much easier than what is probably going to happen. We don't know anyone here. <laughs> Clarence, if you're done talking to yourself, <laughs> come on. <sighs> that was good. <laughs> I picture Giselle just like tapping her foot, like waiting for his little expose to be done. Like, are you done your monologue? Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm just glad we have some noir monologue happening every episode. <laughs> oh, yes. So he leads you inside, and it's very reminiscent of a bar that you've all seen. You're not really sure where you've seen it. But it, it, it's undeniable. You, you know you've seen this bar before. And off in the back, there is a stage with a lone uh, guitar player who's strumming out just this slow, lovely melody. The bar itself is fairly dead. There are about six people in there. Uh, Three of them are sitting together, another two at the bar. And the bartender seems to be pouring a glass for one who seems to be uh let's say he won't stay conscious for very long i not now that we're in there i i take a big sigh and just all right whatever happens happens so i make my way to the bar to order a drink and hopefully buy a drink for tim to alleviate any tension where has timothy led us so we've entered the bar we've set the scene and I'm still following him. I'm waiting to speak to these authorities. Right. So he leads you to the bar itself. He also gestures for you to sit down. And he says, Give me one sec. I'll go knock for him. And he heads back to a, a door that's next to the stage. He gives it a couple knocks. And he comes back to join you all at the bar. What all are you ordering? I need to Google, like, 90s drinks. <laughs> I'm taking a lemon drop. I don't know, like a rum and coke. I feel like that's, no, that's easy fine. and boring. It's a solid one. Uh, I'm, uh, well, for Timothy, I'm just ordering a regular beer. And then for myself, I am going to go ahead and order a, a draft of a draft of beer along with a shot of whiskey all right and in short order the bartender takes your orders and makes them and as you all are awaiting this ominous figure you find that the mix is the the beer it's all very very good the mix is just right the beer is very I mean, I don't know how you like your beers, but or how uh, Clarence really likes his beers, but it's exactly the way he really wants it. 
And uh, when uh, when Timothy sees the beer ordered for him, and he gets it, he says, "Ah, cheers!" And he starts just putting it back. After the moment, you I'm see judging... someone come through the door. Oh, go ahead. no! I'm just judging Timothy for drinking. Well, he's probably still working. <laughs> I haven't said probably. anything though. I'm just looking judgingly. Um. Uh, anyway, so yes. You see this large man kind of has to actually turn to get himself through the doorway. And it's not because he's fat. He's just very, just very large in general. He has very broad shoulders and he looks like he's wearing an apron that probably has maybe never been washed. But he has these thick black boots that just resonate on the wood paneling of the floor as he walks over to you. And as he walks closer, you see on his face like these really big black circles around his eyes. Uh, and it's not like a th- like thick black. It's like if... Um, um, like if a cook had like a covering right over their nose and mouth and just like a space around their eyes mm. um, and like all the, the grime and soot and grease and whatnot just kind of got around there that's how it looks he has these two tufts of gray hair that extend outward from his head um, in a very pointed manner and he says, so you're the one skimming from me. I've got my arms crossed. I never sat down. I'm going to roll my shoulders back a little bit. I'm sorry. I believe that your Mr. Taxi Driver, what did you say your name was? Timothy. <laughs> mm. And uh, that's the boss. Well, boss, your driver, Timothy, is scamming us, and I'm not going to stand for that. You don't know who I am and the kind of power that I can pull. He gives this <laughs> laugh that it's it's not like it it's upsetting, but it resonates just as much as the footsteps on the floor. It almost shakes some of the glass uh, hanging off the the bar around you, and he looks across all three of you. I've got my, I'm I'm just enjoying my drink, and I'm trying to put up my my arm to to look the other way just to <laughs> avoid any contact. <laughs> just looking at the rest of the bar, just. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just glancing at the other two, but uh, his attention comes quickly back to Jada. So, you're, uh, you think you're being scammed and you come here and want to threaten me with what power exactly? I was thinking we could have a conversation rather than thinly veiled threats. You aren't from around here. which means you have no power 
over me or any of my workforce. I'm having a hard time understanding where here is. You'll excuse my ignorance. I'm operating under the best of my abilities. And Mr. Um, what did you say your name was? And I'm going to kind of look him up and down and grimace at his grime. Name's Kaido. And that's K-A-I-T-O. And right now, you're in the club district. And I don't think the club's uh, are very keen on other people making threats in their territory. Well... Then, let's start over. Timothy, what do I owe you? He holds up a finger as he downs the last of his beer. (laughs) And he looks at his watch. And he flatly says, Ah, looks like uh, 85 now. I just look over him, but I got you a beer! (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pull up my wallet. I'm going to pull up 70 um, US dollars. <laughs> um, this is what you get. We're never dealing with you again. And Kaito, have you heard or seen anybody by the name of... Lloyd. What's his last name? Frederick Lloyd. Frederick Lloyd. By the name of Frederick Lloyd. So you hand Timothy the money. Mm-hmm. Timothy counts out uh, a few bills and then hands it hands those bills to uh, Kaito, and then he leaves. Wait, Timothy leaves or Kaito? Timothy leaves. Okay, I don't like Timothy. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy leaves, and. Kaido just takes the bills and stuffs them into a like breast pocket that he has. Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, well, I ain't seen him, not recently. But I know where he hangs out. Sometimes. On the uh, other side of uh, the river few blocks down from here. Yeah, I guess you could walk it if you don't really want a cab. Yeah, the the club is called Elsewhere. It's pretty active, especially with his inflow of cash. I think he goes there at least once, maybe twice a week. He actually might be there right now. Well, Kaido, um, thank you. You know, uh, we got off on the wrong foot, but I like to do everything by the book, and I'm happy that we came to... An agreement of sorts, so thank you. So long as you pay, my bar is open. I, uh, I appreciate that. Do you, uh, <clears throat> do you have a business card by chance? He kind of fumbles around, uh, in his pockets. Doesn't seem to be finding one. And then the bartender just gives, like, a short cough and points to the end of the bar. <laughs> and you see a stack of cards there. Uh... They're a lot thicker than your normal business card, though. And as you pick it up, you notice that there's a seam to it. Sorry, like a pants seam? 
Um, just like like um, like a book scene. Means. Okay. So, and it it's not held together by anything, so it kind of flops open, and <laughs> it's it's a, a book of um little drawings and they seem to tell a story like they have they have sequence but it, it, but it, it also looks like it's done by like a little kid what is the story that it tells i want to flip through it <laughs> suddenly the mission is sidetracked by the, <laughs> by the, the kid hey, drawing we need story to give us <laughs> i'm still drinking my beer are you still in your first beer or have you got another one no, I'm still just like trying to. Hey, you were given you were given a pretty large uh, mug. There you go. So I'm just I'm still working on the first one. Uh, the story is of the. It looks like this little kind of beige blob kind of thing. The story goes on to show this blob moving around what looks like the city around you, and it's stopping at different doors. And at each door, the people there open it and immediately slam it on this little blob's face. Face. It didn't really have any features. Um, and then it makes it to a strong resemblance to the, the outside of the, the no names. And it, there's the, the, the door opens. And Kaito's the one standing there. He welcomes the blob in, and they are sitting at a desk together. And they look to be enjoying their time. Like there's a little haha kind of like put over each of their heads, and they have smiles on their face. That's lovely. Um, I'm going to kind of flash his business card at him. This is interesting. Um, Thank you. I wish I had something to return the favor, but my name is Jada Jacques. Very well, Miss Jack. I hope to see you again soon. Absolutely. This place, um, it's all right. He, he gives you each a nod and turns around and goes back to his, what you would assume is his office, maybe. I'm going to turn to Giselle and let out, like, the longest breath that I've been holding. Holy fuck, he's terrifying. Who? Uh... <laughs> uh <laughs> Kato, it's fine. I just... Bartender, um, another rum and coke, please. It's cute that you remembered his name. I've got... And, like, holding onto his business card still. Uh, Yeah, it's... I'm gonna put it in my bag. (laughs) (laughs) Jada with the bag of holding. (laughs) The best. (laughs) Well, we're looking for Lloyd, right? So maybe another drink isn't the best option. Not here. Not when there's elsewhere to be (laughs) (laughs) Giselle you're keeping us on track Um, that's great thanks I'm having this drink (laughs) (laughs) at that point I can put my hand in the air you drug us all the way here (laughs) your target's in sight you have a locale and you're dawdling (laughs) he has has the, the rub and coke out the, the bartender has the rum and coke out, and then he looks like it's sliding back to him. <laughs> like, if, <laughs> like, if you're reconsidering, he's like, uh, okay, I don't know what to do with this now. <laughs> I, I think at this point, I pull out my purse that's very sparkly, and my little wallet, and I have more cash than I probably should be carrying. Mm. 
and I'm going to pay for drinks for everybody, uh, the, of our group at least. Uh, not saying a word about it, just throwing down the cash and then going back to my own drink. Again, I'm kind of just, how much is a Star War? Here's money. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the bartender looks a little sheepish and he sets the drink back down. He makes you another one and he pours another beer for Clarence and he's trying to count out the money and he, he takes the pro appropriate amount for what you all have gotten <laughs> and he leaves the rest and he folds it up and puts it into a cash register. What's well, nice of him? I leave a generous tip for his honesty. He's he looks very befuddled. <laughs> <laughs> Toss my hair, give a shining smile, and then I look back to the other two. <laughs> okay, well, drink quickly, and then we will go elsewhere. Yep, and that is where we will end it. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we had... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara. You can find me on Twitter and any other social media at Roll for Alex. Bianca Zelda, playing Officer Jada Jacques. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media as at Bianca Zelda. My name is Ethan Schaaf. I play as Clarence Bertram, and you can find me anywhere that matters with the sign Shop. I'm Kyle, and you can find me on Twitter at LordKyleK. This has been a No Show Radio production.